1: Ivy Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast Friday, which of course means Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. It's a big one, folks. Junior Day this weekend, Notre Dame is going to be hosting some of the top talent from across high school football 2025 class, also a pretty big 2026 quarterback that is going to be visiting this weekend for Notre Dame Junior Day as well. We'll be breaking it all down, my friends, offensively. Defensively commits on campus. We'll hit a mailbag at the end. Make sure you get your mailbag questions in now and hit that like button for us before we even start because this is gonna be a great show. Ryan Roberts, director of recruiting here at irisbreakdown.com You also, of course, my esteemed co-host, Mr. Sean Davis, who is just live on Lucky Lefty Podcast. Make sure you go on the YouTube channel, search up Lucky Lefty. You follow the live shows there. You can go on any and all of your favorite podcast platforms. And be sure to check out the show and give them a five-star review as always. Sean, busy week, <laughs> busy weekends. I know there's going to be a lot of great questions. A lot of questions about this week leading up to to junior day as well, because Notre Dame coaches open period. They're on the road. They're visiting anywhere and everywhere. They had a local day today where they were hitting Chicago, Indiana, Wisconsin. They were on in California for a large part of the week. They were down in Florida, some coaches, like they have been all over this place. So we'll talk about everything that you need to know latest in recruiting. But Sean Davis, my good friend. How are you, sir? Is everything going?
2: Hey, we're going through the same struggle, right? <laughs> yes. it's, one, it's one of the rare times we, we'll probably say that, right? Because you now I went through the young ba- baby girl struggle before you did, right? A little bit further ahead in marriage. So, you know. Things don't align, you know, too much. But, yeah, this uh, snow struggle for both of us is, is very, real. It's yes. very real. Yes, it is. Yes, and it I is. Do, we just had pipes bust at our church yesterday. So it is it's been an adventure, man. It's been an adventure, but it's still a hey, we're still blessed because we're here talking Notre Dame football, bro.
1: We are, man. At the end of the still day, correct. that's all, that matters, all right? that matters. That's all. Moving forward. I mean, it, yes, you are 100% correct. It has been a trying re- week in the Ryan Ryan Roberts household. We have three to mm-hmm. five inches of snow already out there, so I got vacated. So I sit through law's house, but that's okay because we still get to talk Notre Dame football at the end of the day, which is always mm-hmm. great. So, folks, junior day this weekend, Notre Dame hosting a lot of key talk. Because, Sean, we are sitting here in January. 2024 and 14 commits already are in the 2025 class, man. Like this, this, this program, this university, this staff, they have Mm -hmm. been filling up quick, man. I mean, this time, like last year, they were ahead of the curve as well. They were done by August. By August, we already knew who the 2024 recruiting class was going to be for Notre Dame. There wasn't much of a question mark after that as well. They're filling up quick, man. So, Sean, great question to start us out here, and then we'll get into, obviously, the visitors. We'll talk about the offensive class to start things out here. Sean, there are several players. Somebody asked me this on the message board. It was like, set the over-under. How many commits is Notre Dame going to get from this weekend? And, of course, there's some variance and some – there's a little bit of context to that question, right? Mm Because the answer is, how many of the players that are going to be on campus this weekend eventually commit to Notre Dame? Probably a bunch. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a bunch this weekend, though. I set the over under a two and a half. Sean, silent Ooh. commitments for this weekend. I think that we can get like three guys to to pop this weekend. Again, they're not all going to announce publicly. Not everybody in this chat is going to know about it. But this has an opportunity to be a huge recruiting weekend for Notre Dame because there's a lot of commits that are going to be on campus this weekend. That Notre Dame's in a great spot for. They are in great spot with several of these players that we'll talk about today. You put the over under at two and a half? Two and a half, I would set. Yes, I would set a two and a half. For for silent commitments. Again, not public, but silent commitments from this weekend.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
2: If I if I were the bookmaker, I would probably put it at one and a half to make it more enticing. Okay. For the betters.
1: Okay. okay. But
2: that's two and a half is a good number though.
1: See, that's smart, man. That's smart. That's how Vegas actually works.
2: They want to entice mm-hmm. you. They want to make yeah, that thing. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We want the money mm-hmm. to come in. So either way, <laughs> we can cover ourselves on both sides.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But so well, I great place to start, and then we'll get into the offensive class. Big time, I. Well, so these junior days are always so important because, one, for the committed players, they get the chance to get on back on campus, hang out with the coaches again, hang mm-hmm. out with the committed players again. This is where a lot of the, those great relationships bloom when they get back on campus, right? That's really where it happens. But also, having Deuce Knight on campus is a pretty good recruiting tool. What you say? It's a pretty Absolutely. good recruiting tool. Absolutely. 12 out of 14 Commits in the 2025 class for Notre Dame are expected on campus. The only two exceptions that I know of, unless there's a late cancellation, is James Flanagan will not be there, the Wisconsin tight end, and his dad is Jim Flanagan. So I'm not too worried about him, guys, if you guys are conspiracy theorists out there. And the other one is Josiah Kia, who is out of Hawaii, obviously, linebacker. He was just on campus last week, Sean. I can't believe he didn't make the trip again from Hawaii. I can't believe he, he ducked out this weekend. We forgive him because I was talking to Josiah and when he was leaving Notre Dame last weekend, he had a six hour flight delay in Detroit, six hours. He went from, I guess Chicago O'Hare. I don't know where he went out of, but he went to Detroit to Las Vegas, back out to Hawaii. And he had a six hour delay just at one single airport last week. That is definitely,
2: that is definitely a byproduct of trying to find the cheapest flight. That, that's, that's, because the O'Hara connection should have been O'Hara straight to Hawaii. Man, multiple flights going to Hawaii. Yeah, they definitely were trying to find the cheapest flight, which is understandable because the entire family, entire family came in to help the brother, his brother move in, right? And get settled. Yes. yes. So yeah, I understand that. I understand yeah. that. It was
1: it was it was a great it was a great story though, obviously with Josiah Kieh committing last weekend, because obviously his brother you talked about, he actually went out there with his father to help. Um, Kahanu get settled back yeah. in. Mom was at home when he pulled the trigger, though. So he called mom and he's like, Mom's probably been crying ever since, like that type of thing, which is pretty funny. But so the let, average let's...
2: ticket was probably, Oh, could you imagine? I couldn't even imagine five, five. I would, like, on the low end, I would say five. Probably,
1: uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's. I can't even imagine, man. To get out to Hawaii, it's probably a ridiculous amount. But regardless, we'll forgive Josiah for not being there this weekend. We'll forgive James Flanagan for not being there this weekend because 12 of 14, Sean, Mm. in the snow, by the way, weather is not the best right now. And it's not going to be the best in South Bend, Indiana. It's going to be pretty dang cold. But regardless, you got Deuce Knight coming on campus again. You got Christopher Burgess out there. You got CJ May. You got all your top recruiters coming out this weekend. Ivan Taylor's of the world. Like you got all of those cats coming back to South Bend to help recruit a big time class potentially in 2025. I just wanted to start this conversation, folks, just to understand that it's really huge for Notre Dame to have 12 or 14 here this weekend, especially when Deuce Knight's including that, obviously.
2: That says a lot about the commitment within the class. Yep. Like these young men, I mean, the fact that Josiah was even considering coming right back initially there's a lot right that just shows the commitment within the class of the committed players that they want this to be a great class or the greatest class that marcus freeman's ever had you know yep. and and the current landscape of recruiting you need that you need the program pulling from one side and the players pulling from the same side which theoretically doesn't make sense because the flag stays in the middle of that tug of war But yep. maybe it helps it it helps to keep things going strong, you know. Yep. Or if I you want to say, you can say they all need to be pulling on the same rope, and they are. They are. They are.
1: So Notre Dame is going to have plenty of recruiting pitches this weekend. Obviously, the great recruiting staff that Notre Dame has, led by Ch- Chad Bowden, you obviously obviously had the coaching staff that is going to be there and doing their due mm-hmm. diligence, and then you have the recruits on campus, which is going to be big time for this junior day. So, Sean, let's talk offensively here the key targets. And I think that we should uh, just quick note here, two guys that had to cancel the visit that I have reported upon. Just so we know one is Lucas, Texas Lovejoy wide receiver, Dala McCutcheon. Unfortunately, the, and he told me I could put this out in the universe. So it's fine. It was on the message board. He, uh, the flu is running through his household right now. So wasn't able Ooh. to make the trip. Unfortunately, the other one is Buford, Georgia high school cornerback, Devin Williams, both in the 2025 class. Devin Williams, tr- his his flight had already gotten delayed. Sean, there was a possibility it was going to get canceled altogether. He actually told me that he was even talking about it to his dad about like, "Hey, can we drive up?" And then his dad's like, hey, "That's probably oh. not how that's going to work." <laughs> so, and understandable, right? So unfortunately, there was a little bit of travel yeah. situation, a little bit of sickness, in another one. But both players, Devin had told me. That he was already, uh, he had already gotten the coaches to send him the spring practice schedule, and he was already setting things up like the next couple days to get out nice. there. And Dalen McCutcheon's already talking about, you know, setting up a return visit as well. He's already been to campus twice before already, though, Dalen McCutcheon. So, yes, a couple cancellations, unfortunately. Well, let's talk about the players offensively who will be on there, Sean. So, we'll talk about six guys altogether and yeah. we're going to leave a, a certain 2026 quarterback into the end because it's a very interesting one. I'm going to group this together by position, and we're going to start with the wide receivers. Jalen McCutcheon, like I said, will not be on campus, but there will be two wide receivers on campus, one that we know Notre Dame has been pushing for for a long time. The other is a new guy that is just on the, fresh on the radar, was just offered last week by the University of Notre Dame. First one, Atlanta, Georgia, Woodward Academy wide receiver, Jerome Bettis Jr. Of course, Notre Dame fans, you all know whose dad is, right? And we, we have talked to him about him on this channel. And Sean, I, I would put it like this. I, guys, if I was a betting man, which I'm not always, but if I was a betting man, I would I would feel very good about Jerome Bettis Jr. End, ending up in the Notre Dame class eventually, right? Will yeah. it be this weekend? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, right? He is trying to do his due diligence. He is being recruited by some other schools, and I think he's just trying to make sure that this is like an authentic, organic approach, right? He doesn't want to no. be able to just have a quick reaction that, you know, he's the bus's son, and he that's the only reason you're taking his commitment and blah, 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 blah. His offer list has actually expanded quite a lot, Sean. I mean, he's got like Arkansas, Texas A&M now. Like, he's got, he's got some suitors now. But regardless, things are in a great spot with Jerome Betts Jr., could it be this weekend? Possibly. Could it be a month from now? Possibly. Could it be tomorrow? Possibly. It li- this is literally just a keep getting them back to campus because we know who Jerome Bettis Jr. is, right? Like that's it's, and we know that we want him in the class. Notre Dame will take Jerome Bettis Jr., folks, because there's a. I know there's always going to be a question of you have a new wide receiver coach. You know, Chancey he Stucky's out. Mike Brown's in. Does Mike Brown seem to feel the same way about the wide receiver board? And we've seen it, Sean. The wide receiver board is shifting right now. For 2025, it's shifting, man. Yeah. So let's it's... not spend too much time on Jerome Bettis because that's a, that's one of the old the oldies that's transferred over, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of the new guys though that just got offered that's going to be on campus this weekend. New Jersey guy, Wayne, New Jersey, DePaul Catholic wide receiver Elijah Burris. Mm-hmm. People that don't know, son of former New York Giant great Plexico Burris. A little bit different than his pops. Pops is like six foot five. Pops was a a big time, just possession receiver, could win down the field with size and length and made the big touchdown catch, obviously to upset the New England Patriots a few years ago in the Super Bowl for the Giants. But Elijah Burris, 6'1", 170, sleek, pretty explosive. Sean, I think it's, it's a positive sign in that recruitment, just overall, we'll get a little bit deeper into it, that Elijah Burris is heading to junior day so shortly after being offered by Notre Dame.
2: Man, it's a great sign, dude. We have me. Uh, does Troy Polamalu have a kid coming down the pipeline? I mean, this Steelers connection, a former Steelers, is, seriously, man, <laughs> it's seriously. starting to be a thing, right? But no, like you said, we love his film, his suddenness, and Mike Brown and the archetype of the guys. that Tell me if this is something you picked up, right? Because he comes in and there's a couple of things he has to do, right? Yep. He has to look at what he has and what he doesn't have even with the additions via the portal. And he has to say, this is what we need. We need more of this in this room. And I think the evaluation in the office that have gone out kind of gives us a hint of what he's been thinking watching film of the wide receivers at Notre Dame and just viewing how they play and how they practice to say, yo, we need guys that can run without run with the ball in space and are great after the catch. That seems to be one of the traits that's pretty consistent with his offers and his evaluation. And Elijah Burris fits right into that. Right into that.
1: Four receivers, four Mm -hmm. receivers that have been offered to strengthen your point. The four Mm -hmm. receivers that have been offered since Mike Brown has taken over. Raiden Vines Bright out of Arizona that's now going to go to IMG Academy. We just talked about Elijah Burris a little bit. Nasir Newkirk out out of North Carolina, Dudley High School. That we talked to, uh, that we at least talked about on the message board. And then my favorite guy that they probably have offered so far is Lex Cyrus out of Pennsylvania. 510, 175 pounds. He's out of the Susquehanna area of Pennsylvania. That I think you hit on it, Sean. And and I think this conversation starts of is Notre Dame gonna push for Elijah Burris? I have no idea, guys. It's way too early in this recruiting process to know exactly. Who and I, I forgot to new kinds, Brandon. Wanted to Brandon, it's not me to know it all in the chat. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to new kinds out of Texas. My bad. You also N- Nicholas Townsend's is his his teammate. Yes, he offered him as well. My bad, Brandon. My bad. But regardless, I think you hit on something important, Sean. We don't hundred percent know. We know some of the, the carryovers, right? Like Notre Dame mm-hmm. is still gonna push for Jerome Bettis Jr. They're still going to push for Derek Meadows. I mean, they just had the full-court press at Derek Meadows High School yesterday at Bishop Gorman. They're still going to recruit Taylor Taylor, and I think they're still going to do full-court press on that one as well. But regardless, what does the rest of the wide receiver board look like? Because that's how you build a board, right? You need, you need options on your board. Mm-hmm. And they, they're definitely looking for explosiveness. They're definitely looking for suddenness, quickness. I mean, all these kids, I mean – We'll talk about a, a Elijah Burris, obviously, in this section, but Nasir Koot Newkirk, the first thing that pops up when you go to his huddle is basketball highlights, man. He's a pretty dang mm-hmm. good basketball player. When I looked up, when I looked up Lex Cyrus, he's a 10, 400 meter kid, right? Like he can move, buddy. He can move. Rain Vines Bright can get some stuff done with the ball in his hands as well. But regardless, I think that we are seeing a shift. Someone's asked, people have asked this on the message board. Someone may have asked this yesterday during the show, I can't remember exactly, but I think we are seeing maybe what a Mike Brown archetype looks like. He wants sleek, explosive, dynamic after the catch.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we're seeing that. I think you made a great point there.
2: And I, I don't think that's all he wants. I just think he has evaluated what is missing. Like we have physical guys, we have big guys that, that, that can attack the middle of the field, right? And go up and get 50 50 balls, right? Bo Collins is going to probably be here for a year. Chris Mitchell is probably going to be here for a year. Yep. So we still have to look beyond, and looking beyond that, the suddenness, the explosiveness, the value not only in the passing game but in special teams. So, you know, they have big dudes. Great House is a big dude. Jaden Thomas is a big dude. Deion Koji is a big guy. Bo Collins is a big guy. Like, they're going to have that this year. And they already have those guys on the
1: 2025 board that we just hit on. Derek Meadows is that type Meadow, of guy. He's a yeah. big
2: six foot five
1: guy. Jerome yeah. Bennett Jr. is up to six foot three. Like those are your bigger body guys that are on the board right now. Taylor Taylor mm. can do some stuff outside the numbers. He's a little bit Absolutely. more similar to like the Elijah Bursts that we're Elijah talking about from athletically. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, there are some bigger bodies that are on the board. You they, they more added space players to the board, it seems like, right? Like guys that can create a little bit more than maybe just at the catch point down the field. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be really interesting to look at. But as far as what's at stake for Elijah Burris, the answer is, guys, and if anybody out there is telling you any different right now, you have no idea. We have no idea. (laughs) Obviously, it's a good sign that Elijah Burris is coming so quick, right, just for general interest. Mm -hmm. But it's still early on in this process. I mean, he was just offered last week. We have no idea if they were going to push for Elijah Burris. We'll know a lot more after this weekend as far as is this a guy that they are Like, gun-ho, like, we're going after that kid. Or if he's just the guy that they want to get to know more, right? Like, get him up the campus for the first time. See if he even is a fit there. Like, does he see himself there? Could you see him there? See him in person again? Like, there's all these different types of things that are going to go into this visit and you're going to come out of this visit. So, that's what's on stake for Elijah Burris. Again, Jerome Bettis Jr., you're in a great spot. When are you going to close the deal, Elijah Burris? Early on in the process, but it's it's good that he gets up the campus to at least see everything and to see if he's a potential fit there. And Sean, you mentioned it, and this matters. People are going to, some people are, gonna sh- are just going to roll their eyes here, but getting
2: Plexico Burris up the South Bend is not a bad thing for the notoriety, yeah. my man.
1: It's not and bad. And you know, everything. and
2: you know, Plax has already been on the phone with Ike. You know, he's already. You already know he's talked to the guys he's played with. you you, you know he has. Like yo. Yep. What's it about? What you know, do, am I is it worth me taking a trip, taking my kid up here? You know the good word has already come down. And on top of the fact that they already have what? The Clark kid on this year's team. Jordan Clark. Yeah, Jordan Clark.
1: Yeah, Jordan Clark, yeah. You know,
2: that can talk to him and that can it talk to him. It is crazy, man.
1: They're going out, they're going after a lot of Steelers. I know Plexica was only on Steelers for a little bit, but like, yeah, they're going after a lot of former Steelers, man. It's, they yeah, are.
4: It's they are. crazy.
1: And and Brandon mentioned something in the chat, too, Sean, that we weren't going to talk about. But Sean Terry, who doesn't hold an offer for Notre Dame, 2025 receiver out of the state of Ohio.
2: But I like the film, though.
1: Yeah, the film's very interesting. He wins after the catch. He's a smaller kid, 5'9", 170 pounds. Ironton, Ohio is where Mm -hmm. Sean Terry's from. But he can do some stuff after the catch, man. He's a very interesting player. So does he leave this weekend with an offer from Notre Dame? Not 100% sure. We'll see, obviously. But Yes, I think that we are seeing an archetype at wide receiver, which is going to be very interesting moving forward. Let's go to the big uglies or the big pretties, big beautifuls. I don't like calling people ugly. So, about the offensive line, Sean, this is a huge weekend in offensive line recruit. I would argue. This is the biggest potential for a boom of any position on either side of the ball for Notre Dame in 2025. Mm. Notre Dame already has Will Black coming back on campus, which is their lone offensive line commit in the class out of the state of Connecticut, big-time offensive lineman. You have three offensive linemen that are going to be on campus this weekend that I believe are all takes for Notre Dame today. Guys that Notre Dame would push for. I think that you could potentially – I'm going to say it like this. If it ended up, and I'm talking, of course, about Jack Lang out of Eureka, Missouri, okay? I'm talking about Owen Strebig out of Waukesha, Wisconsin Catholic Memorial, and I'm talking about Maddie Augustine out of Greenwich, Connecticut, Brunswick School, who's also the teammate of Notre Dame safety commits, Ethan Long. Out of August, if I told you right now, Sean, Augustine, Lang, Strebig, join the class of Will Black, and that's your four-man class, I don't think that's unrealistic at all. Notre Dame has a shot at all these players this weekend. They have a shot at them.
2: I agree. They have a really good shot at them, and I think they're going to go a long way to establishing maybe, you know, possibly solidifying a commitment, if not now, this weekend, but early spring. I really do. And you have to tip your cap because it was one of the concerns we had about Joe Rudolph, or to say we didn't know. Like, what is his recruiting going to be like? What are the type of kids he's going to go out and get coming in the shadow on the heels and on the heels of one Harry Heestand And I have to say, he's shown himself to be very formidable on the recruiting trip.
1: This 2025, because we only got a glimpse of it in 2024, because it was already yeah. a couple commits already in the class. This 2025, Sean, again, if they end up with that four man class, a dang good offensive line class, man. That might be one of the yeah. best offensive line classes in every had in a couple of years. Like that's a really good group. And let's start off. Like, let's let's prioritize this by guys that I think are you're in the best spot with to start mm-hmm. today, right? And then we'll talk about why it's important. Owen Streebig, again, Waukesha, Wisconsin, Catholic Memorial. 6'8, 290 pounds. Sean, ask me how many times Owen Streiebig has been to campus. Ask me.
2: Michael Jordan Championships.
1: Was it six? Did he have six championships? Was that what it was? Yeah. Michael Jordan Championship member for Owen streaming. He is going to be <laughs> on campus this weekend for the sixth time. I literally put out the article after I interviewed Owen on, on the phone. He texted me and was like, dude, I've been there six times. I'm like, yes, you have, sir. Six times. You sure have. Things are in a great spot there, Sean. A couple of the other schools to watch out for, I would say Wisconsin's done a pretty good jo- a good job. Obviously, it's a home state kid.
4: Mm-hmm. USC
1: has done a pretty good job. I would also say Miami has done a pretty good job for the most part, right? Like those those other schools have done a good job. But this is Notre Dame's to lose, and I think Notre Dame has a chance to close this guy out this weekend. Not predicting a commitment. What I'm saying to you is is that I wouldn't be shocked if Owen Strebig got that feeling this weekend and it was over. I mean, every time I talk to him, and again, I know I'm a Notre Dame-centric recruiting analyst, right, like a director. I, I get that. But I ask him about a lot of different schools. I ask him about just his process and his format and everything and what he's looking for. This is Notre Dame's to lose this weekend, Sean. They have a chance, I think, to close this out in the near future with Owen Strebig.
2: And the number of business. He's visited Wisconsin a lot. And just, yes. you know, and the schools that he's been, well, he like, he lot. He likes Wisconsin, too. He likes Wisconsin,
1: yeah. Wisconsin. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Are in close proximity. Yep. You know? So if you have the resources and the support of the family to get you to the campus and get you to games, being in close proximity, I would do the exact same thing. I would, man. Because that's what it comes down to, right? We're talking about unofficials. It's like, yo, if you're close and you can get there, go. Go. And he just happens to be one of those kids that enjoys the process and, like, but he enjoys said, it the right way, Sean.
1: Like, he's not super yeah. flashy and just big time people and stuff. Like, he does interviews, he's enjoying the process, he's going to different places. You've been out to USC, right? Like, he went out to USC, he experienced that. He went, been down Man. to a couple schools in Florida. I, I,
2: I would go to USC three or four times before I committed if that's where I wanted to go. Like, yep. You know this process is different for everybody, right? Yes, it is. It's how you want to take advantage of it, and like you said, the proximity—two of the top schools—and you know, on his list, are within a nice little drive
1: mm-hmm.
2: for him and his family. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, he's come like off-season. He's come to some games. You know, definitely really tight with the twenty-five guys. Has a relationship, so he wants to see them continue to build that relationship.
1: Absolutely. So that,
2: that leads to number six on this junior day.
1: <laughs> number six, baby. Six six is the best one. Six is the best one, I think. So we'll see. Just kidding, honestly. Yeah.
2: But yeah. Yeah. So
1: number six for Owen big this weekend. I think Notre Dame has a great chance to ho- potentially close it out. We shall see. I mentioned we also have Brunswick School, State of Connecticut offensive lineman Matty Augustine. This is a guy, Sean, he – Camped at Notre Dame this past or last offseason, earned an offer. He's now been to campus. I believe this will be number four for him. Don't quote me on that one. It's either three or four, though. So he's been on campus pretty regularly. Teammate of Ethan Long, the 2025 safety that is committed to Notre Dame as well. I think Notre Dame has a good chance here, John. I mean, look, I'll put it like this, guys. I don't think this is as, like, foregone as, like, some people maybe have portrayed it. Like, I don't think this was just Notre Dame or nothing, right? Like, I do think that, for me, Matty Augustine has been letting this process play out, and he has been looking around, and he's been letting other schools have their pitch, right? If you ask me today, where does he most likely end up? I do believe it's Notre Dame. I do believe it's Notre Dame. But I do think that they still need to close here. Like, I don't think this is, like, a foregone conclusion that, like, he's going to visit this weekend, he's going to commit, it's over with. I do think that there's... A little bit of work to be done with Matty Augustine. That's kind of how I feel about it.
2: Look, I, they talked about it. We continue to be impressed with the profile that Joe. we talked about, Mike, Pro, my, uh, Mike Brown's profile, yo, Joe Rudolph's profile. You know, the pictures we see when Marcus Freeman is standing in the tunnel, waiting to lead them on the field, he's going to start looking shorter and shorter every year. <laughs> he comes out with the offensive lineman behind him. And then probably will it be six seven, six, 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 five, six, seven. And dude, that profile is getting bigger and bigger. And if you want to say SEC style offensive line coming to Notre Dame, as long as they stay as good and effective as Notre Dame offensive lines have been, I'm all good with that because you still have to coach them up, right? Double R. You still have to coach them up, coach them up and get them ready. So Maddie Augustine is another impressive kid in this 25 class. And yep. if you're talking about them getting all of the offensive kids, offensive line kids, eventually into this class that are visiting this weekend, man, that's—I don't know what. You, now you start to question what's the what's the best unit in the yeah. class, right? Yeah. Yeah. Deuce Knight speaks for himself. Yes, right? he does. Right, but you start, and he will
1: speak for himself, Sean. Oh, he will always, himself. always.
2: Yeah, <laughs> never at a loss for words. No. But I think the running backs are underrated in this class. I think they're underrated. I think Thurman and Anderson are both fantastic talents, right? I, I, I think they all they start. both
1: fit I think they both fit really well together as mm-hmm. well with Anderson and, and Thurman. Because Thurman's kind of the speedster. Anderson's mm-hmm. the more traditional, like in the tackle type of runner, one cut guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you start talking about um Ivan Taylor, Creed Thomas, and then you start adding in the possibility of Mark Zachary, Devin Williams, Dallas Gold. Like, yo, it's the defensive back room. Great conversation
1: that will happen eventually, Sean, is if the offensive line class finishes the way I think that it can finish, and the cornerback room, if you're able to get, and we'll talk about Dallas Golden later, we'll talk about Mac, Mark Zachary later, and but it also, if the safety group is able to get Jadon J- Blair in it as mm-hmm. well, like, Dang man, dang! Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's a pretty tough conversation. Well, and we'll have that one at some point, I'm sure. It's so funny though. We just talked about a six foot seven, two hundred ninety plus offensive lineman in Eddie Augustine, and somehow he was the uh, lightest, the second lightest of the guys that we've talked about so far. Because Owen Owens listed at six eight two ninety. Nah, it's probably three bills, right? Like it's probably three bills at this point. Yeah. So.
2: Have you seen him? Like, yo, even yeah. in his pictures, it's yeah. like. Yeah, that kid's not 290. No, he's not 290. I agree.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. Support your journey to wellness at bioptimizers dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: Last guy that we want to talk about, Sean, because I think Jason said, and and, uh, so Jason, that's a great question. So Jason was saying, who else besides? Owen Strebig, Will Black, Matty Augustine, and he talked a little bit about Josh Petty. We'll talk about Josh Petty, and I'm actually going to talk about him in the mailbag, Jason, because he's still on the board. He's still being recruited, but if we're talking about like realistic options, he's kind of lower down right now, even though I love that kid's film. like I love Josh Petty yeah. out of George. I think he's a stud. But the other guy that Notre Dame is high on right now, Jack Lang, Eureka, Missouri, the lightest guy on this list, Sean, He's only 275 pounds at six foot eight. Okay. He's only mm. 275 pounds right now. He's the light guy. He's the light guy. and But he is also the biggest riser of anybody that we just talked about. Owen Strebig's kind of been that guy for a while. Like when Notre Dame offered him, he already had a ton of huge offers. Yeah. Jack Lang has been blowing up during his junior year. Like he blew up during his junior year and it has continued. He is accumulating a lot of great offers. He's considered a top. <coughs> 150 by recruit by at least two services i think maybe three at this point he's blowing up man now where things are and we'll go a little deeper because he's a very talented player and he's a player that Notre dame wants obviously getting him back again for another visit second time on campus by the way but this is a player sean that i think Notre dame has work to do here work to do This is not a foregone conclusion, folks. Listen to me. It's not a foregone conclusion. If Notre Dame just keeps pushing for Jack Lang and just, the you know, just whatever, he's going to end up in South Bend. Like, no, I don't think it's that easy. You you were a little bit late here, just semi-late. There were some other schools that were late as well. Mm -hmm. But you now need to kick this one into overdrive. You need to have a great weekend this weekend. I don't think he's going to be one of those players that's going to commit this weekend if he has a great visits I, I don't envision that happening i could be wrong but i don't envision it you need to have a great visit and continue to push you're gonna have a chance at jack lang you're gonna have a chance but you there's work to be done here sean there's a lot yeah. of work that i think still needs to happen here it's not like he's not ready to pop this weekend i don't think i don't see that
2: no and he would probably come back for a visit around what spring practice
1: You would think that's usually kind of the trend that typically, if he has a great visit, obviously, he's a bad visit, visit. you never
2: see him again, (laughs) right? I don't anticipate him having a bad visit, just being around the the kids that are going to be there and the other offensive linemen, and the way Notre Dame has created what they create. I think they all meet together, all junior days are probably different, but the guys meet together and then they kind of go off. And the offensive linemen kind of go off together. I think that was one of the things with Charles Jaggersaw on his visit. You know, when he came up, he talked about that, how they all came together. And then all of a sudden, the offensive linemen found themselves together. And I think that'll continue, right? And if he gets here and he starts to hang out with Owen, and Owen, like you said, is on the verge of popping. And he gets to experience Owen, Owen pop or saying, yo, this is the place I want to be. It can go a long way to influencing yep. Jack Lane to get back in the spring and possibly yep. join the class.
1: An important thing that was a part of my conversation with Owen, kind of a little bit of a visit preview for him this past week, mm-hmm. was he's in co- he's in co- he's been talking with Maddie Augustine. Excuse me, I just hit my mic. He's been talking with Maddie Augustine. He's been talking a little bit with Will Black. He's been talking with Jack Lang. A lot of these guys is going to be on campus. Those guys have kind of developed a pretty good relationship, which is kind of interesting because three out of four of the kids I just said are not committed to Notre Dame, but like, mm-hmm. they're not. So we'll see if that means anything. If it means something a lot, if it doesn't mean anything at all, like I don't know a hundred percent, but there's a relationship there. And I think you hit on that, Sean, like there's a developing yeah. relationship. He likes Notre Dame. He likes Joe Rudolph a lot. It's just now about, Make it up for a little bit of lost time. Again, not crazy lost time, but a little bit of lost time. And can you now propel yourself to being that top team on the board? That's yeah. the step here. They potentially yeah. could, they could leave this week as the clear number one team for Jack Lang, in my opinion, or they could just have not made like they're just neck and neck with a bunch of guys where they just kind of leave it out there to be, you know, for another team to overtake. And that, that's kind of how I see this one. So offensive line recruiting, though, in 2025 is. Excellent.
2: Excellent. Man, who you see as the main competition? You of like Oklahoma?
1: I that's that's the crazy part is I think it's kind of like a middling group right now. I think there's a lot like I think Missouri is a part of it. I think Oklahoma is a part Michigan's of it. I just think that all yeah. a bunch of the the Midwest type of Midwesty type of schools like they're they're all in it with Jack. What mm-hmm. what I'm saying is is that with a great visit, he could be number one over yeah. everyone at this point. That yeah. you have yeah. that potential, but you have to get to work this weekend if you're Notre Dame. Yeah. Right. Bunch of false information in the in the uh, chat, by the way, about a uh, a transfer quarterback potentially. But hey, another conversation for another day. Sean, last part of the offensive conversation, then we'll get to defense. Quarterback. I know you I know you uh, I know you guys were just talking about this one on uh Lucky Lefty podcast. So I don't know how to pronounce his last uh, name perfectly. I've only DM'd and texted with the kid a little bit at this point, so I've never yeah, we had don't, the we don't. opportunity to talk to him on the phone yet. But Brady Smeagle is how I'm going Spie- Smie- Smie- uh, to say it. Brady Smeagle. Smeagol is how I'm going to say it. Brady Smeagol, 2026 quarterback, Newberry Park, California, will be making his first trip to campus this weekend after Sean. They just saw him yesterday. And I'm recording on a Friday. So they saw him on Thursday. They were out at Newberry Park watching him throw. And when I say they're watching him throw, you had five coaches that were there. So you had Marcus Freeman, Mike Dembrock, Mike Brown, Gino gaduli and Mike Mckins were all out there. They were all out there yeah. at Newberry Park watching this young man throw all of them. And early on, I will say this, they've made a very positive impression on Brady. I think that Brady Brady was excited because Sean, it was funny. I was asking Brady how how it went and stuff, and then he's like, "Yeah, it was really cool. Great to see Notre Dame guys out there. I got super juiced about that." But then he's like, "Also, there was like, uh, what schools did he say? I I I know that there was at least like four other schools there. Washington was one of the schools that were there. Well, let me let me pull up my 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 notes from that interview." So. There was, okay, so Oklahoma, Michigan, Penn State, and UNLV were all out there watching him throw with Notre Dame. Like, they were all out there. All the coaches were out there watching him, which was yeah, pretty I fun. think Michigan
2: Michigan offered right after Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, so there's high interest in this young man, considered a five-star by one service, I believe, at this point. I would say this, and I, I had a little bit of an intel piece, and it was a part of an article, so it's not like a big thing, but it seems like early on, Ryder Lyons is pro- is kind of the top quarterback on the board for Notre Dame, but Brady Smeagol is a guy that Notre Dame appears to like a lot. So saw him throw on Thursday. Going to come back. He's actually leaving fraud- like early Friday today, to get out to South Bend. I guess to avoid some of the weather stuff or whatever. But always then he'll be the there this flight. weekend.
2: Yeah. yeah, all the first flight never gets canceled. That's a little tip. Like they always let the first flight out to test things out. So if you want to get out in inclement weather, get the first flight A uh, smart by the kid, get out early, get to Chicago, get to South Bend. But we had this, you, like you said, we just talked about this. Um, I was team Ryder Lions. Yeah. until you saw Smeagol. And then I saw Smeagol <laughs> and I was like, oh, and you know what it is? You can't, you can't lose. You can't lose. This is all about preference. That's not there's this? no
1: wrong answer here. There's no, no. wrong answer here. Yeah. Choosing
2: one over the other is not like you don't know what you're talking about. It's not no, this is like not hard at all. It doesn't take that much evaluation. Honestly, it's like, what's your preference? Do you want
1: I yeah? Because I, I, I would phrase it like this, Sean, right? It's it's a preference thing. So Brady Smeagol is the six-five. Rocket armed quarterback who can fit anything anywhere, right? Like Mm -hmm. he is that type of dude. Not like the out-of-structure guy, though, right? Like he's not gonna move a ton, but he's a he's a pocket kid. But Mm -hmm. man, he can hit like he's a multi-level thrower, he can fit it anywhere that he wants, pretty much. Rider Lions is more of what Notre Dame's been going more towards is the dual threat kids, right? The guys that can Throw short, make a lot of plays outside of structure, but also run the football. I mean, he ran for like 900 something yards, 16 touchdowns last year. He had 61 total touchdowns, 61 total touchdowns. Ryder Lyons playing mm-hmm. for Folsom this past year. So I agree. There's no wrong answer between those two. And, and I, I, again, I would say if you ask me who's number one on the board, I would say it's probably Ryder Lions right now. I would say that. But ultimately, Notre Dame just saw him throwing Thursday. Brady mm-hmm. Smeagol now talking. He's coming on Saturday or Coming on Friday, and we'll be here this weekend. So I'm interested to see just kind of how everything goes. You know, with the coaches and how he sees himself on campus and all that type of stuff in the snow. He's a California kid, right? So getting out into the snow, very interesting to see this one with Sneagle because it's a, yeah. it's an early one, obviously. We're talking about a 2026
2: kid. Yeah, he's from the same area as one Jimmy Clawson, right? Because Newberry Park is right next to Thousand Oaks, and that's where Jimmy Clawson was from. So, yo. Hopefully, uh, he doesn't come in a helicopter, in a limo like your boy Jimmy Clausen. But you know, it is what it is. But limo. Mal- Malik has coached against him. He he's like, yo, I have to coach against him this year. You know. And,
1: Sorry to hear that, Malik.
2: Sorry, yeah, he said good. he's going to tell. He said I'm going to tell the entire defensive staff. Like this week is different, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this is a different kid. you we watching a sophomore film. Like yes. he has no. Year, and he's very anticipatory with his throws
1: well well, well that's the crazy part too is that we're, we're I mean with both these kids we're talking about sophomores that just I believe Smeagol had 54 total touchdowns this year Ryder Lions had 61 mm-hmm. and this was Ryder Lions I don't know if Smeagol played as a freshman but this was Ryder Lions first year on varsity he literally was not a varsity player as a freshman. And then he came out and then had 61 total touchdowns this <laughs> year. <literally. laughs> like what, man? What? And yeah. they were out to see Ryder Lions this week. They were out to see Brady Smeagol. They were out to see Troy he- Hewn is another quarterback out of California that they took a look at. So yeah, mm-hmm. man, they're they're looking around, brother. They're looking yeah. around. And I, I meant again, what's 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 this mean for Smeagle? We're not really sure yet. We're not really yeah. sure. The, the throwing session could have completely changed the narrative on who the top quarterback is moving forward, and maybe he has yeah. a great visit this weekend and he becomes their guy. I'm not really sure, but either way, it's great to have a high-caliber quarterback like that in 2026 to come so early. It's
2: great. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the offensive recruiting class, folks. The key targets are going to be on campus this weekend for Junior Day. We're going to get a defense next. Before we do, hit that like button for us, my man. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you are listening to us on one of your favorite podcast platforms, subscriptions there, five-star reviews. You go to boars.irisbreakdown.com. I don't like to toot my horn horn too much, but there's been a lot of intel that's been put out this week on the visits that these kids have been getting from these coaches to their prospective schools. So make sure to tap in here at boars.irisbreakdown.com. And we'll see you on the other side here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. All right, Sean. So let us now go into defense. Defense for Junior Day this weekend for the University of Notre Dame. As we mentioned before when we started this conversation, 12 of 14 commits for Notre Dame will be on campus, which is great because you're literally only missing. Let me let, let me make sure I'm doing the math here, right? Yeah, so Josiah Key is the only defensive player that is that uh, committed players in the 2025 class that will not be on campus. So if you're talking about selling it, I mean – Christopher Burgess will be out there. Davion yeah. Dixon is braving the cold from Florida to be out there. CJ May out of Alabama is braving the cold. You have Ivan Taylor coming down from Florida. Like you have your dudes coming down and you also have Sean, some dudes defensively that are going to be on campus this weekend. Absolute dudes. Let's start with guy that Notre Dame is probably in the best spot right now. Out of all these guys, defensive line wise, Damien Shanklin, who's Indianapolis, Indiana, Warren Central. Warren Central, of course, is the former high school of Irish great Shelton Day. So there's a Mm -hmm. little bit of a relationship there. Literally when Damien was offered by Notre Dame, I asked him about, you know, just his his opinions on Notre Dame early and like that type of thing. And apparently he has a a little bit of a relationship with Sheldon. At least he knows a lot about Sheldon. He's like, oh, Sheldon Day went there and Warren Central and blah, 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 blah. Like he, he knew that, right? He knew that history. Sean again. We're talking about a six foot four, six foot five, 230 plus pound, twitched up, athletic pass rusher, viper type in Notre Dame's defense. Notre Dame's done a great job here. I think that he likes Notre Dame from the jump, sort of, but I think that Notre Dame is just consistently just planted this in his mind, man. Like, you're the guy, you're the guy, you're the guy. Stay home, stay home, stay home. And they're in a position where, you could close the deal this weekend. I think you have a chance with Damian Shanklin. Regardless, Notre Dame is the front runner for Damian Shanklin today. And I think they have a chance to really cement things this
2: weekend, potentially. I love this kid, man. He's, I remember, I remember you texted me about him oh, the first
1: time, I remember? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yo, because people had, I literally had gotten emails from people like, Yo, have you heard about this kid? Have you heard about this kid? And all of a sudden, the relationship with Notre Dame jumps up and we hear about it and i watched the film and i'm like oh oh." i'm like yeah you have to get this kid but i think we're seeing that right like notre dame has recognized in my opinion you know what we do have to as the power in this area we have to dominate indiana the best players have to come to notre dame and we have to dominate chicago Like those are two areas where Notre Dame has to be at the forefront of the minds of the best players year in and year out. And I think that's something that we're seeing from this staff, right? With some of the visitors that are coming this weekend, whether it's, you know, Shanklin or you started talking about Mark. It is something that frankly, I am overjoyed. I am overjoyed. (laughs) Like, thank you. Thank you, because everybody wants to say, Oh, well, we gotta go get SEC kids. We gotta go this. We gotta go to Texas. We this to this is an SEC kid. This is an SEC kid we're talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah, it was like, right? dude, there are SEC kids. The national champs have a first round defensive tackle that's from Meriville, Indiana. Oh, Kenneth
1: Grant. Kenneth yes. Grant. There, so there are two and, star defensive tackles because I, sh- the Mason Grandkids, Mason stud, Grand, by kid. the way, the other one, yes, he's he's a Irvine California kid, and yes. then you got a Maryville
2: Indiana kid,
1: yeah, yeah. So you're right, man. From all so over, there you, is you can find them, you can find him.
2: There yeah. is talent on a yearly base. I mean, Drake Bowen came from Indiana. I mean, you the best players in Indiana can play pretty good football at Notre Dame, right? Bronte Johnson, is a pretty good player. He's gonna be pretty good in our estimation, at Notre Dame. So just the fact that it seems like the urgency is there to put a fence around the area surrounding Notre Dame, even if you extend that up to Wisconsin and maybe a little bit further west to St. Louis, the urgency is there. Like, they get it. Like, if we can get the best out of these areas, the program is going to be pretty great from a recruiting standpoint. You can kind of set the floor of the program, and then. You can have some of the other talented defensive guests and visitors that are coming in that might not be inside that area, add them to the mix, and now you're cooking with grease. But Damian Shanklin, yeah. the, and he speaks for, his film speaks yeah. for itself. I, I would do him. this young man no justice in trying to describe his film. Anything you want to see from a defensive player, you get it. He's pretty good. Yep. Destructive play, physical play. Tackles for loss, sacks, run game, pass game, it's there.
1: You you could drop him in any state in the country, and Man. he would be that guy. Right? Be like that he guy. would be that guy. Yeah. I, I was talking to someone, a source, Sean, pretty close to the program, and there are some people out there that are just, like, shocked that, like, a couple other schools, like the Alabamas of the world are not going after a Damian Shanklin. Like, they're shocked about it because mm-hmm. they look at him and they just say, that kid can play anywhere, like anywhere. The power should be going after him, and for some reason, he's got a really good offer list. Regardless, but like some people are surprised, his offer list is even a little bit higher, <laughs> like a little bit higher. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Shanklin's a big one because Shanklin is kind of viewed, I'm kind of reading between the lines here, but he's kind of viewed, in my opinion, by the staff as the missing piece to a tremendous defensive line group because. Mm-hmm already mentioned it man cj mays on campus right christopher burgess is on campus davion dixon's on campus this weekend dominic kulak if you want to throw him at defensive end i still consider him a different type like he's a hybrid player i don't really consider him just a defensive line but man if they're able to get damian shanklin to combine with christopher burgess and cj may and and all the and i forgot joseph reef too right you throw joseph reef in there Mm. that's a Dang the defensive line group, man. That's really, really good. So yes, it's going to start with Damian Shanklin this week up front. If we move to the second level, Sean, this is a fascinating conversation. There's one huge linebacker target that's going to be on campus. That if you've been following over at boardsidersbreakdown.com, I reported on Wednesday that this player was planning a visit. Was not cemented at that point. Thursday night, I put out another post that. Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy, linebacker, Nathaniel Owusu Botang, will be making the trip to Notre Dame. It has been signed, sealed, cemented. He is heading to Notre Dame this weekend. Sean, first time in South Bend. First time. Big time linebacker, rated as number 19 player in the country by rivals. Of course, people are going to know his brother, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, who's a mm-hmm. Pretty good player for Notre Dame. Pretty good player. i say
2: all pro player in the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good, pretty good football player, man. All yeah. American is all, all. So His that's, that's brother. A check, right? Can they develop me? Can I develop into a big time player in the NFL? Yep. Got that check. His yeah. actually brother. Yeah.
1: Yep. And so and and the funny part was Jeremiah was a three-star, right? Three-star mm-hmm. developed into an all-American. This kid. Nathaniel Wusu Botang is considered that dude right this second. And right if you now. watch his film, freak show, man. Sticks to 215 pounds, can move, can flat out run, powerful kid. I mean, he is a – he started his, his high school career at the Catholic.
2: Mm-hmm. Now he's
1: playing down at IMG. Kid's a stud, man. Absolute stud. I talked about this last week on the show before this was ever cemented. I just didn't think that this was even a tangible one for Notre Dame because, hey, Nathaniel says all the best things about Notre Dame, but he's never been to campus, not once. He's a Maryland kid that's playing in Florida. He's never been to campus. I don't care who his brother is. Never been there. Well, he's coming, Sean. So it must be real. It must be real. Again, I'm not saying just for him becoming this weekend means that Notre Dame is the leader and, and they have a legitimate, like, I'm not saying that. But it was a huge step overall, for them to even get Nathaniel Wussi-Botang to come to campus. From here now, you have the opportunity to knock his socks off, man. You have the opportunity to show him that Notre Dame is the place to be. You have an opportunity this weekend now to move the needle with one of the elite linebackers in 2025. A young man that knows about Notre Dame, knows about the lineage, but now he gets to experience everything firsthand for himself.
2: I hope Joker comes with him. I mean, I hope Joke comes with him, man. I really do. He's not in the playoffs anymore, so.
1: It would be a great tactical approach by Notre Dame to make sure that JOK is there as well. It would be a great opportunity by them to make sure as well.
2: Yes. My my fanboy is starting to jump up. Plexico Burrs, possibly Joke. I might want to drive down, right? I might want to drive down and see some of these guys, but no, seriously. It is I can't wait to hear the reports coming out of this weekend. But it's really setting up to be a fantastic weekend for Notre Dame. It really is. Yep. It really is. To make great strides and gain commitments possibly over the weekend for some of the top players. This kid is a top 50 player in the nation. We're talking about yes. top 50 in the nation. Yep. And he's coming here in the winter. Yes, right.
1: He's a he's a Maryland kid. Maryland's kind of seasonal, right? Like it can yeah. get cold in Maryland, guys. I'm a New Jersey guy. It can get cold in then in the in, in, in still. T- I mean, I was still called Maryland Northeast, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's still up there. But he moved down to Florida, man. Like usually guys move down to Florida, they don't come back, right? Like that's usually where you end. So
2: it's I understand yeah. his roots are the map, right? So the map is players DeMappa. to Penn State, Alabama. Georgia. So, but not to Notre Dame, Sean. Not to Notre
1: Dame. Notre
2: Dame. has come close. They've been in the top three Jackson over the yeah. 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 Uh, hey, man. I don't know
1: what's going to happen with this recruitment, but one, getting him on campus is big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. I agree. Now you have an opportunity. You would not have had this opportunity otherwise. Notre Dame has bought themselves, the Notre Dame staff has bought themselves an opportunity this weekend with the Nathaniel Wusu-Botang. Mm-hmm. You have the chance to show him, this place you need to be, my man. Mm-hmm. You need to be here. You need to be here. They have the opportunity. Let's talk about a couple corners on campus. We already reported in the beginning of this show that Devin Williams, unfortunately, would not be able to make the trip due to some travel uh, travel issues. But there are two other corners, Sean, that Notre Dame loves and Notre Dame is super high on and would be takes for Notre Dame today if they wanted to come. One, priority recruits too. I would, I would classify them as that as well. One is Dallas Golden, Tampa Bay, Florida, Berkeley Prep. Same high school as Keon Keeley, which is going to bring back some negative, negative memories to Notre Dame fans, but it's okay. It's okay. I promise you guys it'll be all right. And then Mark Zachary, who is Indianapolis, Indiana, Ben Davis, who might have a might have a guest on in a little bit here, Sean, that may have actually seen Mark Zachary in person this season. So ah. we'll, uh, we'll ask we'll ask about I, a little intel there. Right? Yeah. We'll ask a little intel. Notre Dame loves Dallas Golden. Dallas Golden could play safety on the college level. He could play corner. He could play wide receiver. He could be a Wildcat quarterback. He can be wherever the heck he wants to be. He's a great athlete. Mark Zachary. Has played corner at Ben Davis. He's played wide receiver. He's played safety. You have two high-level athletes on campus this weekend, Sean. Let's start with Dallas Golden. Dallas Golden has already been to campus. This will be his third time coming to Notre Dame as a Florida kid. So obviously, there's interest there. There's high-level interest. He's another player that I would say Notre Dame leads for today, in my opinion. They lead for today. What needs to happen this visit? One, you need to continue that momentum, continue it, and then man. two, I think you have an outside chance of closing the deal. Like, it's possible, man. It's possible. Notre Dame has a good chance at Dallas Golden, I
2: think. I totally agree with you, man. It's a great kid. Love his versatility. We talked about it earlier, and I'll just reiterate, man. This defensive back call at cornerback and safety in 25 is already impressive with the commitments they have. But the guys that they're locked in on right now, and the way these the recruitments are going to seem to be trending very well. You throw on a Jadion Blair, and what could possibly be with him? But Dallas Colton, yeah. like you said, man, what, where do you even see him playing? Because I'm sure the kid probably is going to get a little bit bigger. He's long.
1: Yes. Well, I was going to say, Sean, I, I so I just interviewed Dallas for a visit preview, mm-hmm. and he had said, you know, corner right like cornerback is where Notre right. Dame sees him but they've also told him a little bit of like you may play some wide receiver too like you might be able to do some stuff so like he's an athlete right but I think Notre Dame sees him as a corner but like he can do a lot of different things as well so Dallas Golden big time player coming to Notre Dame this weekend can Notre mm-hmm. Dame close the deal it's possible another one and I was joking actually I didn't want to bring him in now Carson are you ready are you ready Carson Hobbs are you ready now Let's go, man. So joining us, doing? Irish Breakdown Podcast. What's up, K hop What's up, Where's man? How happening? are you? Good. How are you doing? What's up, brother? Good, Ooh. man. We're we're gonna start the mailbag in a couple minutes, Carson. But I wanted to bring you on because we're actually doing a visit preview for the junior day this weekend, right? So we're doing the junior day preview. And we're Mark Zachary's gonna be back this weekend, um, Carson. And I know uh, I know I know you know about Mark Zachary, man. Tell Notre Dame fans. What did you think about Mark Zachary in person?
2: Oh, he's a great player. He's got great speed, great length. He's a, he's a great kid, too. i talked talk to him after the game. He's a great player, 100%. All right.
1: So Mark, Z- Mark Zachary will be in campus at Notre Dame. We'll see if Notre Dame's able to close the deal. They are in a good spot with Mark Zachary to continue their trend of high-level cornerback recruiting that Mike Mickens has done over the last couple of years. There's no yep. doubt about it. You also have Corey Costner who's going to be on campus. He's a Perry Hall, Maryland high school safety uh, not a ton of buzz there. Notre Dame is in a pretty good position. 2025 safety recruits. But folks, we're going to get some mailbag next. Got Carson Hobbs join us for a special mailbag today. So make sure you get your mailbag questions in the chat right now. We're going to transition there in a second. Before we do, hit that like button for me. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. The notification bell at the bottom of the screen on YouTube. If you all are listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, five-star reviews are always very much appreciated. And also the support over at boresideirishbreakdown dot com for us all here on the Irish Breakdown podcast.